for South Dakota's Sports Talk Show. This is the Nate Brown Show, featuring live callers, live interviews, and thought-provoking sports talk. From the biggest national names to the hottest local stories, welcome to the Nate Brown Show on Fox Sports Rapid City. Here's your host, Nate Brown. All right, welcome in on a Monday. It's a reaction Monday. It was a great weekend for me. How was your weekend? How was your weekend? I mean, you don't care if it was a great weekend for me. I want to know how your uh, weekend was. Glad you're here on a Monday. Hope you had a solid weekend. We know this. It's always a great day in the Black Hills. Let's go on a Monday. South Dakota Sports Talk Show Live, 106.7 FM, 1150 AM. Stream us there, foxsportsrapidcity.com. A lot of ways you can watch as well on YouTube, The Nate Brown Show. Welcome in studio on our channel, The Nate Brown Show YouTube. Also on Twitter right now. Follow the show and watch us live at Nate Brown Show on Twitter. Welcome in across the board. A great guest lineup on this Monday. Former Super Bowl champs. We're going to get to all these guys. Good stuff across the board. High school stuff tonight. College football. The FCS playoffs have been unveiled. And South Dakota State, USD in really good shape. We'll get to it all. The Nate Brown Show brought to you in part by Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center. The expert team when it comes to the best care in the Black Hills. If you suffer an injury, better access, more options at Black Hills Ortho. To, to learn more, start online. BHOSC.com. Also, with urgent care, injuries happen when you least expect. You need them to be ready. They are Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center Urgent Care. Start online, bhosc.com. Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center, specializing in what moves you. South Dakota Sports Talk Show ready to go. Let's get you on tonight. 720-1067 is our number. The studio line. You can join the conversation. 720-1067. Barron's Wilson text line open and ready. Direct text the show. 720-1067 on the Barron's Wilson text line. Guest lineup. Here it is. Brandon Stokely's on. He'll kick off the show this Monday. Former Super Bowl champ. Two-time Super Bowl champ. Former Broncos wide receiver. Brandon Stokely live from Denver. We'll go college. Husker are three and five in the Big Ten. They lose to Wisconsin in overtime. I watched that one. That was a tough one for the Huskers. It, it's one of those things. They've lost three in a row, and they're sitting at five and six. Can Matt Rule get them over the top? I, I have my doubts coming up with Iowa. We'll talk to Gary Sharp, 1620, the zone, Omaha. He's live tonight. In Lincoln, as a matter of fact, Gary's over in Lincoln tonight. He'll he'll join the program. Mike Wall is on the way, former Green Bay Packer, offensive lineman for Brett Favre and that crew. Mike Wall, NFL analyst now. His podcast, On My Block, he's live straight ahead. Over to Sioux Falls, Jason Andera, Midco Sports High School sports analyst, live from Sioux Falls, Midco Sports, and Sam Herter's in tonight. FCS national analyst breaking down the FCS playoff bracket. If you didn't see that, it was unveiled over the weekend. South Dakota State Jackrabbits, the number one seed, not a surprise at all. Unbeaten, untouched. South Dakota State number one seed. Who got the number two seed? The Montana Grizzlies. So the Grizzlies are on the bottom. South Dakota State's up on the top. How about the Coyotes? How about the Yotes? USD comes in at the number three seed. So USD's going to be on the opposite side of the Jacks. 
You could have a collision course there deep into the FCS playoffs. We'll see how it all plays out. We'll get to the FCS playoff field. Sam Herter, HeroSports.com live. So good stuff on a Monday, and let's get going. 720-1067, 720-1067. Okay, I have to ask a uh, two questions. I have to ask two questions. First is, do you believe that the Denver Broncos are back in it? That's, that's my first question of the day. Do you believe the Denver Broncos are back in it? What do I mean by that? They've won four in a row now. They slipped by the Vikes last night. I know it's tough. I'm not here to, I'm not going to be gloating here. Do you expect, I'm not a Vikings hater. You guys know this. You guys know this. I've been a Kirk Cousins vice president fan club. Not the president. Vice president supporting Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. And my brother's a Vikings purist and the whole thing. So I'm, I've got that Vikings angle. Okay, It's not here to pick on the Vikings and put the Vikings down today. We're not going to do that. We don't do that on the show ever. But I want to know if my Denver Broncos with the win last night, that's four in a row. It's the longest winning streak in the NFL to date. It's the first time they've reeled off four in a row since 2016. And so the Denver Broncos putting the pieces together, do you think it's still a lightning in the bottle type thing? It's a lucky run type thing. It's a ball bounces this way type thing. Or are the Denver Broncos back in it at five and five? That's the question I have for you today. I have my answer on that. So I do have my answer. Uh, let's see. Listener text coming in. Uh, listener text. We know that you're hanging off your porch today celebrating the Broncos win. I heard about the chaos on the police scanner. Okay. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't go that crazy. I, I, I didn't go that crazy. Um, and I'm here to tell you, though. I'm trying to analyze this, and I'm trying to say, is this just an emotional thing where it's rah-rah, it's kind of fun, oh, it's a great story, the Broncos are, have won four in a row, they're five and five, are they back in this, meaning in the playoff field, in the playoff discussion? And I think non-Broncos fans or Broncos haters will tell me today, Nate, you're you're, it's a pipe dream. This isn't real. This is just something where they're getting lucky through the way here. They should have lost last night. They should have lost to the Bills. And so these are the, these are the lines you hear, I think. I really believe that. I don't think many people think the Broncos are back in it. And I'm just going to tell you from a, from a realistic standpoint, as far as are they in it or not, they're 5-5. Five and five. They dug themselves a massive hole. The AFC playoff field is jumbled, but they are today one game out of the wild card spot. And so when you just put that out there and you say, wait a second here, Broncos have the Browns coming up in Denver this weekend. Browns aren't anything to sneeze at. Browns win yesterday. They, they limp by the Steelers, but, but they've been winning you start putting this together, if the Broncos can continue to, they got the Raiders coming up, they got the Chargers twice. I don't know if they're going to be able to pick off all these teams. I'm still saying consistent with 
10 wins is what it's going to take. So 10 wins for the Denver Broncos will get them in a playoff spot, I believe. They're at 5-5. Five and five. I think they can get hit twice and, and lose seven games, but you only you got a small margin of error now. So when I say are the Broncos really back in it, this isn't, this isn't a lightning-in-the-bottle, lucky-type stuff like the Tim Tebow years. I mean, you go back, as, as much of a fan as I was of Tim Tebow, they were just doing it differently then. They were, they were doing it differently. The schedule wasn't great. You didn't have the Chiefs hanging out there as the team of all teams. The Broncos just got by some teams, the Bears at home, and they limped by a couple other teams, and you look at it and you say, the AFC West wasn't what it is today. And the AFC Conference wasn't what it is. So people are kind of comparing, well, that Tim Tebow year, he, he got him to the playoffs, and then he won that playoff game against the Steelers? That's the last time the Broncos without Peyton Manning have done that. This isn't uh, does not feel like a Tim Tebow st- uh, type. Uh, we're kind of getting lucky and maybe going on a run. It feels like a big turnaround. It wasn't a Tim Tebow, different offense. He's running a zone read. He's kind of just doing that stuff. This is a turnaround of the defense as the players came back and stepped up in a big way. I'll say Vance Joseph must be doing a little better of a job because they were 32nd in yards allowed, 32nd in points. Now they've given up 17 a game in this winning streak. The turnovers they've created is unbelievable. So I'm going to credit the players first. I said that two weeks ago when they shut out the Chiefs. No touchdowns. Okay, And I said it, it's these players first. But I'll give Vance Joseph some credit because everybody was killing him, including me. The Miami thing was a debacle. So players come back. They have a better feel. The defense is a lot better. And now the offense has a quarterback that is better than Tim Tebow was during the quote-unquote lucky year. Russell Wilson is leading the NFL in touchdown-to-interception ratio. Nobody wants to point it out. Everybody wants to act like it's kind of just a, a thing. Yeah, it's just, yeah, they're getting lucky. They kind of score when they need to. He's got 19 touchdowns and four picks. So he's leading the offense with consistency, managing the games, and making the big plays when you need him to. And that's all I ask. That's all we want. No turnovers, no bad plays. Get some points and get enough done to win in clutch time. In the clutch moment. And he now leads the NFL in fourth quarter comebacks since 2012. Russell Wilson leads the NFL fourth quarter game-winning drives since 2012. And he seems like he's a guy that'll make the plays for you when you have to make the plays. So this isn't a lucky-type turnaround. This is a team turnaround. And I can't tell you, I said last week, the Vikings and Broncos aren't going to go on a Super Bowl run. That That feels far away. It doesn't feel far away that the teams are in the playoff discussion at all. Vikings are not out of it by any means, as much as that loss was a tough hitter last night. Vikings are in good shape in the NFC. I mean, you guys know this. 
So the Vikings are in good shape. I'm not um, sure about Josh Dobbs here moving forward. It was really fun. It's it's good, but I don't know if it can be sustainable. I don't know if the Josh Dobbs story can be sustainable. Kevin O'Connell has uh, uplifted his game beyond uh, another world. He really has. Kevin O'Connell's done an outstanding job. Vikings had a consistent offense. They racked up yards. They racked up yards last night. Passed it, ran it really well. They had four times as many yards rushing than the Broncos. The Vikings had four times as much rushing as the Broncos. <laughs> okay, so the Vikings offense is in good shape with Kevin O'Connell. I don't know if Josh Dobbs can, can get what he's gotten here in the first two games. I, I don't know if he can do that. Vikings are going to be a team that's that's on that edge, a playoff team in the NFC, I think, and if it was Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson healthy, I'd really, really like my chances. I like where the Broncos are at because they were out of the discussion. The, te- the turnaround has happened. Five and five and one game out of the wild card, you're in the discussion. Super Bowl? No. Playoffs? I never thought I'd say it. Yes. Okay. There's my first question. Uh, by the way, uh, listener text coming in. Broncos are back in it with excellent coaching, a younger defense, and Russ is cooking. Russ is cooking. I've never had that sent into the show. I've never had it sent. <laughs> that leads me to my next question. Okay. I ask you if the Broncos are back in it. What do you say? Okay. So that, that's, that's question one. Question two is, and this is something where I have to bang my head against the wall. Hang on, excuse me. Say, okay. Why is it, why is it that I have to stick up for quarterbacks like Russell Wilson and Kirk Cousins? I find myself in an empty room. It's an empty room. Maybe that's why I'm banging my head against the wall. It's a padded room. I find myself in an empty room losing my mind. I have to stick up for Russell Wilson and Kirk Cousins, and I'm the only guy that sticks up for them. And I'm sitting here looking at Cousins was a top 10 quarterback last year. Nobody wanted to say it. Everybody wanted to say, yeah, but, yeah, but. What else can Kirk Cousins do for the Vikings last year? They had the worst defense in the league. And now Russell Wilson has survived the worst defense in the league through six games. And he has his team in position to win. Number one in the NFL, 19 touchdowns to four interceptions. And it, and it makes it seem like Russell Wilson just, well, he, he, just, he just can't get it done. He, he's just not the guy. And I'm trying to see, what else do you want? I never have to stick up for quarterbacks that make mistakes, and a lot of them do. Why don't I have to stick up for Justin Herbert? Justin Herbert's team's four and six, and everybody says Justin Herbert's unbelievable. He's unbelievable, and his team's four and six. Russell Wilson is bad. That's what people say. He's bad, and he's led game-winning drives. 27 of 35 yesterday for 260 yards and a touchdown, and a touchdown that was dropped by Jerry Judy. What is it? What am I missing? Thanks for calling. You're live, and you go ahead. Hey, Nate. 
Hey, buddy, Who what's up? the score of that game last week? <laughs> I think you took the Broncos. Did you? You took the yeah. Broncos. Yeah, and if they could score a touchdown, Nate, I would have hit my 24. <laughs> well, they got I said one. 24-20, didn't I? I don't know, but I remember you took the Broncos. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember that State Farm commercial? That old boy with the fishing rod? See, that's the Denver Broncos. Oh, it is? And then there's the. He's almost, there's the they're fans almost there. They're trying for that dollar bill. Remember that date on <laughs> oh, TV? I, re- I remember. So they're almost I there? Think I can, yeah, yeah. They're not going to get there? No, come on, Nate. Huh? It, the Vikings are horrible. Oh, come Kirk on. Cousins the Vikings are horrible. Kirk Cousins would have destroyed the Broncos yesterday, Nate. Oh, I don't know about that, but he would have oh, done better. Oh, come on. You come like on. Kirk? Wait, you're like Kirk now? You? Oh, playing against your Broncos? <laughs> Come okay. on. See, you're all on that, Josh. Ooh, I look pretty. You see that pretty cut I made? But did you see that interception? That really just ended it all. But yeah, I said Josh Dobbs, didn't, Josh Dobbs didn't do that well. Uh, Kirk Cousins would have been better. But you got to give some credit then. you, you got to give some credit to Kirk then because you don't like Kirk. Actually, it just, yeah, but it just shows you how bad the NFL is outside of about 18. <laughs> hey, careful now. Um, that Those Broncos did beat the Chiefs this year. Careful on that. Careful. You know, Nate, pick a year the Chiefs haven't lost one or two games to somebody that had no business beating them. Okay, that's the difference I with mean, me that and you. To, that's the difference. This isn't lucky. Chiefs, this isn't lucky. I can go back to the Morton days, buddy. Of Denver Broncos and the Chiefs. That's like the Raiders. You don't know who's going to win that game. You just pray to God it's your team. I don't think the Broncos are lucky now. That's my point, Steve. They're now better. They're now better. You know, here's the deal, though. What's he making this year? $50 million. Peyton's getting, what, $20 million? Who knows? <laughs> I mean, for $70 million, Nate, don't you think you, you should at least be in the playoffs? Well, the story is this. I mean, same story with guys like Justin Herbert. I mean, he's going to be making big dollars. Watch that game. Let's go back to the drop passes. You know how many of them were right? Bounced off yeah, the but chest. It's, it's the Chargers. It's the Chargers. Huh? I mean, Justin yeah, Herbert should be better. Won that game. If that guy would have caught the ball, it was over. He dropped like three of them. Same story with Jerry Judy last night. If he would have caught a touchdown, it would have been a blowout. Okay, but, you know, it happens. You know, that's how bad the NFL is. Look at the receivers. Look at the uh-huh. coverage. <laughs> I mean, come on, Davis, you can't score 30 points. Get, get, go sit down. Okay, so your point is the Broncos are not back in it. That's your end. That's your answer You know, uh, answer you could today. make the playoffs, but oh. isn't, it over, isn't it like if the Broncos make the playoff is a wild card, it's kind of like being the eighth seed. In the South Dakota State football <laughs> 3A playoffs. Come okay? on. Not quite. Not quite that bad. All right. All right. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, I wanted. I, I knew I'd be maybe hearing from uh, Steve today. Uh, let's see here. That That's my only question, okay? That's my only question. If Why do I have to stick up for quarterbacks that do the right thing, that have great character, that are hard workers, no off-field issues, they're positive team leaders, they don't complain and make a bunch of excuses. 
I mean, the list goes on. Positivity, character, leadership, no off-the-field issues like some of these uh, clowns. And I got to stick up for these guys because everybody else is trying to kill them, whether that's Kirk or whether that's Russ. And people just keep on coming at them, and I can't figure it out. I can't figure it out. That's why I'm in that empty room by myself banging my head against the wall. Okay? Thanks for calling your live today, and you go ahead. It's funny if you listen to or read some of the polls from the Vikings Nation out there. They said Kirk Cousins would have made that last drive. So. <laughs> I saw that. I saw that. Maybe. Maybe. Well, I tell you what. I don't know what happened to the Vikings offensive line in the fourth quarter, but I don't care who was back there. They were getting yes, killed. Yes, he was getting He was pretty frantic. Yeah, pretty it was frantic. a jailbreak. Yeah. And then Minnesota did the opposite. They blitzed the whole night and did put pressure on him. And then in the fourth quarter, they decided, no, we'll just drop it and we'll let the running back come out and just get a five-yard pass and turn it into 15. How disappointed uh, were you for the Vikings' loss last night? Was that a brutal I one? Was, no. You, huh? Who are we? No, it, no, it was it was tough, but we don't, didn't have Jefferson, didn't have a starting quarterback. We had a lot of defensive players that were out. Both, you know, they it, it's all of a sudden – yeah, we, we had five five games. It was a good run, but Denver's not a bad ball club. I can't stand Sean Payton, but Denver's not. <laughs> of course. Of course. <laughs> yeah. But they're not a bad. You, you go on the road, Denver's hostile anywhere. Yeah, you know? so, I'm with you, you on know, that. That's a tough place to play. I'm with you on so, that. So not a brutal loss, but no, uh, uh, one that it's, slipped it's, away a little bit. Right? Yeah, they could have had it. It was in their grab. I didn't, in that last play, I don't know how much time that number five needed to watch that ball in the air. <laughs> to go react to it. <laughs> you, you hated that. that. It was, I, was oh jumping, I was jumping up and down my living room. I didn't oh, watch the I, replay. I'm guessing there was two opposite yeah, reactions to that play between you and myself. I but, bet. You know, I, I bet. <laughs> All right, thanks, thanks, buddy. Thanks. I appreciate it. Um, good stuff. Good stuff. Question one, are the Broncos back in it? Five and five. One game out of the wild card. Are they back in it? My My point is... It feels like they're back in it. It doesn't feel like the lucky lightning in a bottle, Tim Tebow, nobody knows the offense. It's We're just kind of coming at you, and we somehow beat the Steelers in the playoffs. That was that one year and, and, and the thing. This feels different. Better defense now. I don't know how it shifted so quickly. I think mainly the players that are back and a couple of players you got rid of. A couple of guys that were in there that – had a lot of money on their mind, not a lot of playing. So got rid of some guys, and now the offense is actually uh, could mix it up a little bit, Sean Payton, on first down. Instead of going second and 10, third and nine, may want to do a little something on first down. Might want to do a little something instead of run right, run left. Run right, run left. Javante Williams, gain of one, loss of one. Gain of two, loss of two. It's third and eight. Hey, Russ, I need you to make a play. And if you don't, we're going to kill you. Let's, let's mix it up a little bit. Vikings aren't out of it, I'll tell you that much. Tough one for them yesterday, no doubt. Broncos back in it. One game out of the wild card. Never thought I'd see it. Russell Wilson has a lot to do with it. Sean Payton, I'll give him credit. The team didn't bail. They're playing like with their hair on fire. They're playing with their hair on fire, the defense. So the team didn't bail, and the defense turnaround. Just unreal. Unreal from the game against the Dolphins. And they were 32nd through six weeks. Points allowed, yards allowed. 32nd in the NFL. It's amazing. 
Okay, uh, listener text coming in. Uh, Russ may be cooking, but someone should check to see if the kitchen is fine. Oh, it's fine. It's, uh, <laughs> it's fine. Uh, listener text, it seems that this year the AFC, anything's possible. So your Broncos getting into the playoffs, could they win a playoff game on the road? I doubt it. That's what the listener text said. Could the Broncos win a playoff game on the road? Well, they just beat Buffalo at Buffalo. Monday night football. They just pounded the Bills. Oh, okay, didn't pound it, but we got the win. And by the way, if Jerry Judy catches that touchdown last night, it's not quite as close as the Vikings fans think it is. That, 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 then the Broncos win that pretty easily. Okay, um, Brandon Stokely's on next as we get started. Former Denver Bronco, two-time Super Bowl champ. Does Stokely say the Broncos are back in it? And how much does Russell Wilson have to do with it on the way? Did you miss an interview or great segment on the Nate Brown Show? Just find the Nate Brown Show podcast and listen wherever you download your podcasts. Menards 11% sale is ending on Thanksgiving Day. Don't miss out. Get a countertop that's durable, affordable, and easy to install. Transform everyday spaces into gathering places with Menards' great selection of countertops. Visit our kitchen showrooms in-store or go to Menards.com for your free estimates today. Stores close Thanksgiving, but 11% off remains in effect on Menards.com. Savings are mail-in rebates. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at Menards. All right, Rapid City, a big announcement from one of my favorite places, Poor 54 downtown. If you're looking for the best happy hour, they've got it. It starts at 3 p.m. with $3 domestic taps and street tacos. Then at 4, $4 South Dakota brewed taps. Then at 5, it's $5 all taps and Detroit-style pizzas on special. Again, it's the Beat the Clock happy hour at Poor 54 from 3 to 6. Poor 54, downtown Main Street, Rapid City. If you're an experienced body technician, we have a spot for you at Danny Menholt Rapid Chevrolet. We have immediate openings for experienced body shop techs. You'll earn $29 per hour and work Monday through Friday. Our equipment and facilities are state-of-the-art, and we offer matching 401K, health, dental, and vision insurance. We have a large book of business with many established accounts. If you're looking for a great opportunity, apply in person at Danny Menholt Rapid Chevrolet or apply online at Indeed.com. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. A wind advisory continues until 8 p.m. tonight. Lows of lava around 30 tonight under mainly clear skies. Northwest winds 20 to 25 miles per hour. Bright sunshine expected tomorrow. High temperatures reach up to 51. Lows dip down to about 35. Tomorrow night, mainly clear skies. About an inch of snow Thursday. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 43. Get ready for winter driving and save on top tire brands at Pumps Tire Service. Through December 22nd, save up to $110 instantly with purchase of four select Firestone tires. Save up to $120 instantly with purchase of four select Bridgestone tires. Or get up to $240 in rebates on a set of four select Goodyear tires. Hurry to Pumps and save up to $240. Offers end December 22nd, subject to credit approval. See store for details or visit PumpsTire.com. Pumps, we know tires and service. You should know Pumps. Live from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Details Studio, Sales, Service, and Recreation, this is Fox Sports Rapid City. 
Hey, welcome back in. Just getting started on a Monday. Glad you're here. Hope you had a solid weekend. Fun one for me. Fun one. Tough loss for the Vikings last night. That was tough. I, I didn't think the Broncos were going to pull that out. I have to be honest. 17-9. to It was swimming through oatmeal. It was a grinder. No rushing yards. I mean, Javante Williams has been so good, averaging over four and a half a carry. Just shut down completely. Sean Payton went full pass mode, even if he was passing it one yard in front to the sideline. I mean, it, was, it just couldn't get any yards on first and second down. And the Broncos come back with a massive drive at the end of the game. Just a massive drive. And what a touchdown. Russell Wilson, 19 touchdowns, four picks, leads the NFL touchdown to interception ratio. And the Broncos are five and five. Brandon Stokely's on tonight from denversports.com. 104.3 The Fan, two-time Super Bowl champ, former Denver Bronco. Brandon, good to have you back. How are you? I'm doing great, Nate. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Um, what did you think as the game was going on? I, I was watching that whole thing. I'm going... I don't think it's happening tonight. I think I think this puppy's out of reach. It wasn't a blowout, but seventeen to nine. I'm going. Yeah, I don't think it's happening. Yeah, you know, I was frustrated um, because, it, like, the game actually mattered for the Broncos for the first time in a long time, and so it was frustrating watching them play as bad as they did. I, I mean, I thought I was watching a high school game out there. I it just it was bad football. Bad ball, bad coaching, um, and bad execution, uh, and especially from the offense. Defense wasn't as sharp early. Uh, they did get the turnover, but they weren't stopping the run. And it just looked like it wasn't going to be their night. And then they got that late turnover, and they got a field goal, got a stop, got the touchdown, and uh, and then got another stop. So I didn't think they were going to have it. Uh, I thought the Vikings were going to find a way to win that football game, but in the end, you know, it doesn't have to be pretty, and it certainly wasn't pretty. You just got to find ways to win football games, and that's four in a row for the Broncos. Is there any such thing as, well, a team's on a lucky stretch? You know, you have to create your own luck. That's what they say in sports, they, all these lines, Brandon. You played in the league a long time, 14 years. Um, is there anything as a lucky stretch? They've won four in a row, Chiefs, Bills, Vikings. I mean, you look at it, you say, there's some good teams in here. I don't buy into the luck stuff. Yeah, look, I mean, I think they've got some some good breaks, some fortunate breaks. They've been healthy uh, for the most part. And so, like, things are kind of going their way. But you got to go out there and win these games. I mean, luck ain't going to win you a game in East Orchard, uh, you know, against the Bills. It's not going to beat Kansas City. So, like, you got to go out there and do it and execute, and they've done it. They've done the little things to be able to win these types of football games. It's not pretty. It's not sexy. Offensively, they have a lot of flaws. Um, but defense has just been creating turnovers. That's what it's been. It's been turnovers uh, that they've been creating and offense doing just enough. Okay. Brandon Stokely on former Denver Broncos wide receiver. His show, Stokely and Josh, on 104.3 The Fan, denversports.com. So I watched this offense. Russell Wilson goes 27-35, to 35, 260, a touchdown. You look at it and say, pretty efficient, but then I go and I say, no rushing yards on first down. Nothing on, I, I mean, it's it's second and 10, it's third and 9, it's third and 14 penalties. It feels like Sean Payton and the offense is they're getting nothing on first and second down. That's, that's like two weeks in a row. What's the story? Yeah, I mean, they don't have a lot of playmakers. 
you know, if they're not able to run the ball with Javante Williams, there's just not a lot of playmakers for them. Um, Cortland and Jerry Judy, they're you know they're they're, they're solid, but we got no tight end, got no slot receiver uh, at all, like zero. Um, and and so if they're not able to run the football, they're in trouble. And Russell, you know, Russell's playing much better than last year, but he's not Peyton Manning back there. So let's not, you know, don't buy, don't buy the national hype. Um, yeah, Russ has Russ has got his flaws certainly, and it's uh, you see a lot of backyard football. It's hard to play on schedule. Um, and and there's a lot of flaws with this offense, but he's getting the job done, and he's not turning the football over, and that's huge this year. And they've been running the ball pretty effectively, which has been great, and defense has been doing their job. But certainly, you got to win first and second down, and they weren't able to run the ball that much um, because they weren't converting third down and threes, third and fours, third and twos last night. And so their their opportunities were limited compared to the last few weeks. Uh, but in the end, like all all that all that counts is are you able to find a way to win a football game and they had their best drive their last drive when they went down there and Cortland Sutton goes up and makes a great catch what do you think is um the issue is uh, with Russell Wilson at times what's his biggest issue from your vantage point well, I think I think it's a few things. I think uh, first off, they, they, there's not like a lot of great players around him um, at, at the skill position. So that's first and foremost. I mean, is there? There's not a true number one. There's not a true number one. There's just not. Um, and so, and then you don't have a, a, a great tight end. You got a bunch of blocking tight ends. You don't have a slot receiver. Running game is you know okay. So there's not like a lot around Russ to help him out. And and Russ isn't a um, prototypical pocket quarterback. I mean, that's what you saw last year. That's what he wanted to be. That's what Hackett tried to make him. And he's not that guy. And so it can look ugly and it can look unorthodox and it can be some struggles because. Russ is like, he looks once and then he's got to go. He's not going to hang in the pocket for very long. And sometimes he'll take some bad sacks. He's, uh, you know, he's going places he shouldn't be going. And, and then every now and then he still will make some bad decisions with the football. He's just been fortunate this year that they, that they're not being intercepted. So, um, I think that's the, that's the biggest thing. It's a little, it's a, it's a, it's a few different things. It's not all on Russ. Why? Uh, but it's not, it's not all not on Russ. So it's a combination of a couple of things here. Broncos, um, former Bronco Brandon Stokely on today. He's on 104.3 The Fan, denversports.com. His show, Stokely and Josh. Find him on Twitter at bstokely14. I asked my audience to start the show, Brandon, are the Broncos back in it? Meaning they're one game out of the wild card. The AFC's jumbled. They're five and five. Are they back in it? They are. They're back in this thing. Um, that's what they've done. You know, I, look, I never thought they would be here. I, I thought it was over. It was a wrap. Um, and they've, um, you know, they've gone out there and, and done enough to get themselves into the mix. Uh, they won four in a row. They got Cleveland, who. You know, I saw bits and pieces of that game. They scored, you know, 10 points at halftime and scored nothing until the last kick there in the fourth quarter against Pittsburgh to win 13-10. So that's going to be a close football game probably. Um, and so you got a chance to really go on a little run. you got a favorable schedule coming down the stretch. The Chargers are absolutely imploding. They haven't played them yet, so they plan them two more times. So there's a lot of winnable games. Now, the Broncos aren't going to blow anybody out. They're going to be games like we saw last night. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be muddy. It's going to be dirty. It's going to be you know some back and forth. You're going to have to make a couple plays. 
at the end, at the end of a close football game, and that's going to determine if you win or lose it. And that's the way the rest of the season is going to go. But I think certainly they're back in the mix. I mean, why not the Denver Broncos? If you look at these teams right around them, no one stands out and says, oh, that's a great football team. Uh, so why not the Broncos? They, 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 they played their way back into the playoff conversation. Okay, I'm going to ask you. I go back to the Tim Tebow year, and I said it, it doesn't feel like that to me, meaning – that was lightning in a bottle, the Tebow offense, the zone read, and he just kind of made it work, and they won a playoff game, and people were like, oh, man, and, and then it all just, like, poof, gone. This team feels, I guess, different than that. Does it to you or not? It kind of feels a little similar. I'm, I'm just scratching my head, like, uh, I just, like, because I remember the Tebow, uh, Tebow years, like, you're t- the Tebow year, like you're talking about, and you would walk away from the game, and be like, I can't believe they just won that game. How did they win? The-? And then the next week they do the same thing, but it would be different. Now, those games with Tebow were like, you'll never see some of those games again, just how they were able to win those games. Um, and, and this year, so it's a little bit different. But, again, I'm walking away from these games scratching my head like, how did they just beat the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo? Like, with this team, with this offense, how are they, how'd they beat Kansas City? How'd they win that game last night? I'm just, like, scratching my head and, and, and shaking my head. I just don't, I don't get it. So, to me, it's a little bit like that. I don't know how sustainable it is, you know, long-term, but right now they got the right formula. If they could just keep getting three or four turnovers, don't turn it over offensively, I mean, that's a recipe for winning in the NFL. Okay, Brandon Stokely, before I let you run, should Broncos country be ready for two to three more years of Russell Wilson? Yeah, no. No, I'll say no. I don't think that long. I think he's, really? he's on a year by Yeah, I don't think two or three more. Um, uh, if you count this year, I think he's got one more year. I think they keep him for another year. Um, but I don't know how much longer after that. You know, um, I, I really don't. I think Sean Payton will be looking for a quarterback this offseason when it comes, not free agent, not a top-tier free agent guy, but more of a, a, a draft-developed guy and let him learn behind Russell for maybe one more year after this. And it all depends on how Russell plays, right? If you ask me that question, you know, four or five weeks ago, I'd say Russ is done. Now he's back in the conversation of returning. So how does this thing finish up? Right now, if you ask me, I think he's back for next year, and that's it. Um, and and so I think they're going to look for a quarterback, though, um, because you know the problem with Russ is he's getting paid like a quarterback quarterback that elevates everyone around him. And and right now, that's really not the case. You need pieces around Russ um, for him to be successful. So like he, his his production versus how much he's making is just not equal right now. So I think that's why they'll be looking for a quarterback in the draft, um, and, and Russ is on a year-to-year deal. I think he's back next year. After that, we'll see. 14 years in the league, uh, two-time Super Bowl champ. He is on denversports.com, 104.3 The Fan, Stokely and Josh. Brandon Stokely in on a Monday with Broncos Reaction. Brandon, thanks for hopping on. Always appreciate it. You got it, Nate, anytime. Appreciate you, buddy. Thanks a lot. Appreciate your time. Brandon Stokely on a Monday, Broncos Reaction from denversports.com. His show weekdays. With Stokely and Josh on denversports.com, 104.3 The Fan, former Broncos wide receiver. Good stuff with Stokely on a Monday. He says only one more year of Russ cooking? What am I going to have to do? Am I going to have to start 
the Russell Wilson fan club in the Black Hills. We already have the Kirk Cousins fan club. I'm vice president. I, I'm, I'm thinking about running for president of the Russell Wilson fan club of the Black Hills. I'm thinking about running for president. What else, you know, we, what's not to like about the guy? Family values, hard work, charity work, leadership, character, no, uh, no off-field issues, no problems at all. Positive, lifts up his teammates, game-winning drives, leads the NFL since 2012, game-winning drives. That's more than Tom Brady. Anyway, um, we'll see if I can get that um, paperwork filled out for the Russell Wilson fan club. And, I mean, there's there's a lot of people. There, there's some people that have this new condition. It's called Russell Wilson derangement syndrome. They can't see it. They don't know they have it. But they, they're they sick. They, they need help. It's Russell Wilson derangement syndrome. Be on the look for it. They can't see anything positive that he does. They don't know they have it. So be aware. Mike Wall is in next. Packers <laughs> on my block podcast is his show. NFL analyst talking week 11 in the NFL on the way. Live callers, big time interviews, and breaking sports news. This is the Nate Brown Show on Fox Sports Rapid City. We're all going somewhere. Going higher, faster, farther. Going in new directions, to new places. At Monument Health, we keep going so you can keep going. We're dedicated to advanced orthopedic care. With the latest innovations, technology, expertise, and treatment. So keep exploring. Keep making memories. Keep going with Monument Health as your partner. Learn more at monument.health/orthopedics. As the chief buffet officer here at Pizza Ranch, I get all kinds of buffet questions. Here's one from Cole. Is there a real cactus in your cactus bread? Great question, Cole. No, (laughs) there is no cactus in our cactus bread. Just sweet cinnamony streusel. It's on our buffet every day, along with pizza, chicken, ice cream, and all your other favorites. Even better, at least for your parents, kids eat free on Tuesday nights. And don't worry, Cole, there's no coal in our coleslaw either. Pizza Ranch with two Rapid City locations and PizzaRanch.com. Are you ready for new windows? Renewal by Anderson's windows are the best windows you can get in their awesome Black Friday event is backed by popular demand. This is an incredible offer. You don't have to get up early or stand in line. You don't even have to wait until Black Friday. You can book an estimate right now. Listen to this. Renewal by Anderson is giving 20% off every window. And depending on how many windows you get, you'll receive a Visa gift card for up to $1,500. Imagine getting awesome new Renewal by Anderson windows and a lot of spending cash for Christmas. It's fantastic. The financing offer is so great, too. No money down, no interest or payments for 18 months. Think about that. You get your windows now, and you don't even have to make a payment until 2025. Wow. A very limited time offer, though. It starts Black Friday, November 24th, runs through December 8th. Please do not wait. Book your free estimate right now. Just go to rvarapidcity.com to set up your free estimate. Renewal by Anderson. Make a great investment this Black Friday. 
At Black Hills Federal Credit Union, we are committed to improving the lives of our members and bettering our communities. As your community credit union, we're here to get to know you and your unique needs. From extended service hours to the newest technology, we have you covered. Stop by any location to get started or text or call 605-718-1818. BHFCU is member-owned, not-for-profit, and federally insured by the NCUA. Hi, this is Dan Patrick. Remember to catch me weekday mornings from 7 until 10 a.m. right here on 106.7 FM and 1150 a.m. Fox Sports Rapid City. And now, back to Rapid City's sports talk show, The Nate Brown Show. Nate. Lively show on a Monday, just how we like it. Just how we draw it up here on the Nate Brown Show, South Dakota Sports Talk Show Live, 1067 FM, 1150 AM. Stream us there, FoxSportsRapidCity.com. Thanks for checking in. We'll talk college football. Gary Sharp coming up from Nebraska. He's on 1620 The Zone in Omaha. We'll talk Huskers on the way. Is this year different for the Huskers? Has it has it felt different for you with Matt Rule? We'll get into that. Huskers still sitting at five and six. With Iowa coming up. Mike Wall's in tonight, former Green Bay Packer. His podcast, On My Block, great stuff. He gets it out there on Mondays, kicks off the week, answering your questions about the Packers and more. Whoa, look at the Packers knocking off those Chargers. Wow. I'll take that. As a Broncos fan, I'll take that. All right. Mike, good to get you back on. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing good. It was a good win. Uh, some people, I think in L.A., they're not feeling so hot about this game. But listen, when you're when you're coming to a game three and six, as you know, Nate, you just take W's where you can get them. Dang right. Uh, that, that was a nice win for the Packers. So I'll start there. Um, maybe a little less about the Packers. I know that's your team, and, and we'll get into that. But the Chargers, what's mm. the real story? They, they, they're, they're questioning Coach Staley. They, they just don't make the plays. Justin Herbert's a good quarterback, and his team's four and six. What's the story? Well, first of all, Justin Herbert is, is a unicorn in this league, I think. Um, he had six drop, play, six drop passes yesterday, at least three of which were, were for touchdowns or on the one-yard line going in. So they just lost. I mean, right there, you're, you're looking at about – you know, 15, 16 point turnaround and just from drop balls alone. And then you're talking about all the other ones that can move the chains. And when, when you look at this team, they have so much talent on both sides of the ball, really. And both got hurt yesterday. That was unfortunate to see, but they've got talent on both sides of the ball. And you've got this head coach who's, you know, this Vic Fangio model, you know, defensive guru. And they're the, they're the worst passing defense in, in the league. And quite frankly, when you watch the Lions game from the week before, it's one of the worst defensive tapes I've watched in five years. Mm. So I, I, I think if I'm sitting around that locker room right now and I'm, I'm looking at you know, my, the players in the eye and you know what you sacrificed to put into this game and will you put your body on the line and how bad you want to be good, you're probably questioning uh, you know, Coach Staley's comments to the reporter after the, after the game that, hey, we're super confident in how we do things, how we teach it, how we prepare, how I call it, etc. Like yeah. That, our that, system. that our narrative system. doesn't fit. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, he was very defensive on that, which, you know, you, you're going to be that way. This is our system. We know how to play it. We're confident in how we coach it, and, and it's going to work. Um, so it feels like Staley's just getting ready to be on the way out. 
do you think the Chargers can rebound at all? I mean, I, I look at them. Broncos, for me, uh, Mike, they get them on the schedule twice, and they still scare me. I mean, if people are saying all oh, the Chargers are the Chargers, they scare me with Herbert. Yeah, he's so talented. Yeah, Keenan Allen had two drops for touchdowns yesterday, but he's you know he's one of the top receivers in the league that nobody talks about. Um, Austin Eckler is just I mean he was he averaged like six and a half yards to carry us. He's always a, he's a threat every time he touches the ball. So it's really this game that almost feels like a basketball game where it's like you got to stop these two guys. And if you stop those two guys, you're going to have a little bit of success against their offense. But Justin Herbert, week in and week out, he puts throws on tape that nobody else can make. I mean, maybe Mahomes, but when you're just talking cannon accuracy, hitting guys in the chest, he does some things that other people can't do. He's sneaky athletic. He ran for 73 yards yesterday. So I think he's a tough out. I think realistically you have to come to the game thinking, I'm going to drop 25 to 30 in order to beat them and then hope that your defense can come up with a couple turnovers. This is Mike Wall, former Green Bay Packer NFL analyst. This podcast on my block here on the Nate Brown Show, Fox Sports Rapid City. Go to last night for me. Vikings lose at Denver. Um, Josh Dobbs' first loss as a Viking. I started the show with Vikings uh, are really in the NFC playoff picture. Uh, they are to me. I'm not sure the Josh Dobbs experience is going to continue at, at, at what it was. What's your read on the Vikings from last night? I really think Kevin O'Connell's a good coach. I think they got a good staff there. I think their defense is playing is playing better and better. I think the guys like Daniel Hunter can just get off the quarterback. So they, they're always going to have a chance playing the style of ball they're playing right now. I think they have a good offensive line. They're well coached there as well. Um, they don't have Jefferson Jefferson back, so that I think that has a whole new dynamic when he gets back, even with this quarterback. Kirk Cousins is kind of one of those guys that you don't like him until he's gone. And you don't realize how good he is until he's gone, and he puts up some serious numbers. Yeah. Josh Dobbs is, is, is seems to be a, a very competent, capable quarterback, and I think people underrate him because he wasn't drafted. You know, the whole narrative around him—he wasn't drafted. and You're always looking for somebody better as a, G- a general manager, a personnel guy. When that guy go comes in undrafted, but I don't know. I, I feel you know they're in, they're in our division, and I don't think they're going to catch the Lions. But you look at the wild card um, and look at their schedule upcoming. And I could see them carving out a spot for themselves in a wild card race for sure. Okay, yeah, I'm with you on it. I, I think the Vikings are in that. Um, let me ask you about the Lions-Bears. So the Lions get by them, but it was all they had yesterday. Justin Fields has a good game. What's the what do you, What do you believe in Justin Fields? The Bears might have the number one pick. What are they going to do? Uh, so in this situation, what, what I think they should do and what they are probably going to do are two different things. I, I believe that what they're going to do is they're going to hit the reset because if they hit the reset button, that saves the coach and the general manager their jobs. Very simply. If you get a new quarterback, you, you, that's, a, that's a, a year of your life that you get, as or a year of your football career life as far as the head coach and the, and the general manager position. If they stick with, with Justin Fields, then the narrative completely changes. Okay, he's going into his third or fourth year. He should be this good. We're not. We're not progressing. We're not. Maybe this isn't the, the staff to develop, and et cetera, et cetera. If they get a new guy, it's like, well, you know, it's going to take a year or two for him to see what he is, and we got to play through this, and we got to develop this team. And you know, that narrative is much, much easier for the personnel department and the coaching staff. So, my guess is they're going to, if they're in that position, they probably take Drake May or Caleb Williams. Okay, um, that's interesting on the Bears situation. How about tonight, Mike? Chiefs, Eagles. Chiefs are favored at home by two, two and a half. Mm-hmm. What do you think of this matchup? I think it's going to be a fun game. I'm looking forward to it. 
the Super Bowl rematch. It came a little bit later in the season than we all hoped. So I think I think everybody was thinking it was going to be week one or week two. But uh, both these teams are playing high level. Um, you know, they've, they've had some injuries. They've had some some inconsistencies. I think offensively on both sides in different ways. But uh, you're you're looking at two teams with great defenses. I, you know, obviously the line play on both sides on both teams and both sides of the football is something that I'm going to look forward to watching. I love watching how the Philadelphia Eagles really built this team around their offensive and defensive line. And uh, listen, anytime you get to watch Kansas City and all the things that Patrick Holmes can do, uh, Andy Reid is a play caller. I think it's just really special. I think we're watching generational talents and really both those positions. So I, I enjoy these games. I think it's going to be a big night. I don't know if it's going to determine the outcome of the AFC or the NFC right now, but certainly a fun one to watch. You like the Chiefs? Who do you like? Well, it's tough to go against the Chiefs at home, but I, I tell you what, you know, one thing travels well and it's the ability to run the football. And the, the Philadelphia Eagles, for my money, have the best offensive defensive lines in the game. And so for that reason, I'm probably going to take I'm going to take the Eagles tonight, even though they are two-and-a-half uh, underdogs. Really? Okay, I like it. Uh, his podcast, On My Block, downloaded. Um, also, find him on X Twitter at MikeWall68, former Green Bay Packer O-lineman. Always great, Mike. Thanks for hopping in. You got it, Nate. Have a good week. Appreciate it. Talking week 11, Mike Wall on tonight, Fox Sports Rapid City, former Green Bay Packer offensive lineman. He says Vikings are in, are in good shape. And, um, yeah, it just appears that way to me. I'm not, I'm not saying that Josh Dobbs' experience is just going to go, like, south. I mean, he does enough last night with his feet, just creates a little bit. I mean, he created some problems. Josh Dobbs creates some problems. Now, he got panicked when the Broncos pressured him in the fourth quarter. So, so I'm just starting to wonder, is, is that going to be the story? You pressure him, you get after him hard, and he was panicking. Okay, when he's able to sit back a little bit, kind of run around at times, create, he's strong, he's fast, hard to get down, hard to corral, but, man, he panicked and kind of made some throws that could have been even picked a couple of times even more. So, so looked a little deer in the headlights there in Denver last night late. Russell Wilson, the difference was he did not. Made some clutch plays, Josh Dobbs did not. I mean, I'm going to hang my hat on Russell Wilson's clutch ability uh, the last four games. It, it's, been, it's been big time. Gary Sharp is on the way next on the Nate Brown Show, South Dakota Sports Talk Show going to Nebraska. We're going to talk high school football tonight as well later on, so hang on with Jason Andera because I think there has to be another idea for how we can do high school football better in this state. There has to be another idea. We'll get into it. First, talking Huskers with Gary Sharp. Huskers in Iowa coming up. Nebraska sitting at 5-6. and six. Gary Sharp on the way from 1620 The Zone, Omaha. From high school to college to the pros, this is the Nate Brown Show on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. Stay warm and relaxed this holiday season with a spa from Splash City. Buy any jacuzzi, American Whirlpool Spa, or Swim Spa and get an instant huge rebate with 0% financing for 60 months. Get your game on this holiday season with Splash City. Buy any Brunswick pool table or shuffleboard and get a free gift. Choose from our selection of ping pong tables, wall racks, or pub table and chairs. Splash City, your destination for fun this holiday season. Splash City on Omaha in Rapid City. 
Hi, this is Shane Griffin. I'm part of the Will Dixon Real Estate Team. I know what it's like looking for a new home or your family's first home in the Black Hills. That's why I specialize in helping the first-time home buyer make their dream of home ownership a reality. I'm also a veteran, and I'm proud to serve military members in the Black Hills. Our team at Will Dixon Real Estate has great relationships with local lenders. Whether you're looking at buying or selling, just Google Shane Griffin Keller Williams. That's Shane Griffin at Keller Williams to take your first step into your new home. As a business owner now, Black Hills Tire has an interesting motto, one car, one customer, one opportunity at a time. We just want to portray that every person that comes in, we're going to give you our undivided attention. You're not a number to us. Every single individual customer, every single individual thing we do for that customer is what makes us. Yeah. Every time you come into our store, this time, next time, the time after that, every single one was an individual chance for us to earn your trust. Check us out at blackhillstire.com. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. A wind advisory continues until 8 p.m. tonight. Lows of lava around 30 tonight under mainly clear skies. Northwest winds 20 to 25 miles per hour. Bright sunshine expected tomorrow. High temperatures reach up to 51. Lows dip down to about 35. Tomorrow night, mainly clear skies. About an inch of snow Thursday. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 43. Don't make a bad call the next time you need an attorney. The lawyers of Claiborne, Lowe's, and Sabres have been serving the legal needs of clients throughout the state for over 75 years. Serious legal issues like divorce, business disputes, personal injury, and criminal matters require a solid team. When you need a win, call Claiborne, Lowe's, and Sabres at 721-1517. Claiborne, Lowe's, and Sabres, proudly supporting our area's youth and sports teams in their pursuit of excellence. Need somewhere to go for a quick bite to eat for lunch? Murphy's has you covered with a half sandwich and soup lunch special, plus daily specials to get you fueled up and ready for the rest of the day. Meet and eat for lunch at Murphy's, a Rapid City icon. Live from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Details Studio, sales, service, and recreation, this is Fox Sports Rapid City. Welcome back in. South Dakota Sports Talk Show live on Fox Sports Rapid City. Monday edition. Glad you're here. The Nate Brown Show driven by Spearfish Motors. Spearfish Motors, 1910 North Main and Spearfish, your locally owned new car and truck dealership. There's not many of those left, really. It makes a difference. They have the full line of new GMCs and Cadillacs. From the GMC Sierra pickup to the GMC Yukon SUV, all Cadillac models like the Escalade, brand new at Spearfish Motors. Spearfish GMC Cadillac, we are professional grade. Check out the all-new GMC Hummer EV right now at Spearfish Motors. Check them online, spearfishmotors.com. Gary Sharp on tonight from Nebraska. He's at Lincoln. He's in Lincoln tonight. His show's on 1620 The Zone, Omaha, but he's in Lincoln. Nebraska State Football Championships going on. Gary, good to have you, man. How are you? Hey, good to talk to you, Nate. You, Nate, you never struck me as a GMC guy. I could see you tooling around Rapid City in a Buick. <laughs> Thank you for that compliment. Thank you for that. Uh, by the way, I was talking high school football with you off the air, and I said, hey, you're at the state football championships. Here in South Dakota, we've got seven classes of high school football. Yeah. We, we, we break it down a lot of ways. Seven, four 11-man, three 9-man. 
and you guys kind of do it similar there, right? You got seven. Yeah. Yeah, seven classes. There's four 11 man, and then there's two eight man, and then there is uh, six man football. Okay, okay. So you do have the six man. Is it too many, Gary? What do people say? Um, they, they will tell you that it's too many. That maybe you can consolidate C one and C two, uh, which are equivalent of the third largest class here. There's there's A and B is done right, but maybe maybe in C, and then you know maybe do you need two two classes of eight man football? Um, but I, I think. You know, there's not a push. I, I know, because I, I, I've been following a little bit what people have been saying where you're at in South Dakota. There hasn't really been a push here to take away a class or consolidate, so I think people are fine with seven. But I, I think you could probably get away with five or six, kind of similar to Iowa. Okay. Very interesting. Okay, you're getting ready for the state championships. Let's go to the Huskers. Um, they lose in overtime to Wisconsin. I just ask you this question. They're five and six overall, three and five in the Big Ten. They've lost three straight. Is this the same type of feeling in Nebraska that we've had? Um, yes and no. You know, the, the one-score losses are, are kind of – they're starting to, to pile up, and now Rule is 0-4 with one-score uh, games. It's a little bit different because I think there's some optimism past this season. Um, but there, there's the, the stark reality, Nate, is – you know, Nebraska's had an opportunity to become bowl eligible for three straight weeks against three teams that came in with at least a three-game losing streak. And the, 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 the program hasn't, and this goes back to many coaching staffs, they haven't been able to really seize good fortune. And I think there's some frustration after what happened on Saturday night when you jump out 14 nothing, and then you have a chance at the end of regulation to you know, possibly win the game. Um, I don't think it feels like the pass, but but ask me that question again Friday at about two thirty if they're not able to get into a bowl game by beating Iowa. Okay, <laughs> I was just yeah. I just was looking at it. You follow them week in week out, and I go I I know I'm not uh, as plugged in on it, but and and Matt Rule's going to get the benefit of the doubt here for a while. Do people just say, well, once the quarterback's fixed, maybe this is going to be okay? But can this defense play as good as it has? Yeah, that's the, that's the question. You know, and the defense hasn't been what we've expected the last couple of weeks. They showed some holes, not being able to get on, get off the field in third down. You know, yeah. in overtime Saturday night, you know, Wisconsin twice had third down and ten, and Nebraska wasn't able to get off the field. And and it's the first time all year, Nate, where I saw an offense dink and dunk Nebraska and really pick up yards. Not 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 maul them in the run game, but just move the ball down the field. So. You know, they they might be getting to the point of man, they they've been asked to bail out this offense for a long time, but they're gonna they're gonna be asked again to play a an offense that they become very familiar with, and we'll see if they can get stops. But at the end of the day, the offense has got to put points on the board. I mean, if if they're not able to put points on the board and you get nothing from special teams or defense, um, then I think it's going to be tough to win. Gary Sharp on tonight. His show's on sixteen twenty the zone out of Omaha. He's covering the state football championships tonight over in Lincoln, uh, talking Huskers. Before I get to Iowa, I'm going to ask you about Matt Rule and this offense. Can this offense, with a different quarterback, be a winner in college football? Um, yes. We, what they want to do, they can win in, in what the Big Ten will look like with four teams from the West. Um, it's just they've... The, the offense 10 months ago doesn't look like anything like w- what they have now with injuries and, and your quarterback derby when you thought you'd have Jeff Sims and he'd be able to do some things for you. Um, it, this is Their offense will work. But the one thing I fear is they have an offensive coordinator that sometimes I think calls plays to appease the fans. And I know that sounds crazy, but if you look at how he calls plays, it, it, sometimes it doesn't make sense. It's what the fans want. And then you're like, no, 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 don't, don't throw the ball, run the ball. 
it's just it's it's a it's a weird it's been a weird um, year with the offense. Um, but you know, I think maybe they it took them until game eleven to find a quarterback that is more married to what the OC would like to do in Chubba Purdy, and he was pretty good. You know, he he was more decisive. He threw a better ball to the wide receivers. The wide receivers did a better job of running routes, so on and so forth. Um, so we'll see. They were good at the beginning of the game on Saturday night because a lot of that was off the script. And then Wisconsin adjusted, and Nebraska didn't adjust really at all. They just caught a huge break at the end of the fourth quarter where some guys made some plays. But um, the offense that they want to run will work in the Big Ten. What's the toughest loss of the season, you, Mark? Um, I would say probably the Maryland game. Why is that? I just, the way it ended, where you had a chance... Um, to get bowl overs, bowl in your home field, and 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 where you got on the field, and it ended up with an interception. Um, I, you know, you could feel once that game went to overtime, Nate, on Saturday night, you could kind of feel it start to slip away a little mm-hmm. bit mm-hmm. because of how the end of regulation. I think the Maryland game is the one that really, really sticks, and then Michigan State isn't very far behind because that's a game where I think Nebraska kind of. It took them a while to get going. They took for granted that what Michigan State was going to do, and that one's going to sting. I mean, it just seems like in this year where you have a lot of tight games, they all sting, but I think the uh, the, the two weeks uh, before Wisconsin probably sting the most. Okay, last one. I'll let you run. Gary Sharp yep. on tonight. Nebraska-Iowa Black Friday. Iowa's defense Ooh. lights out. So how does that match up against this Nebraska offense who's been struggling? What this What's this game going to look like? Well, I think it's going to look a lot like, you know, the Iowa-Illinois game last week where, you know, Illinois, if they can throw the ball, they're going to be successful, but they're also going to need a tinge of running the ball. And as you mentioned, that Iowa run defense is really, really good. Um, so I think it's going to be very similar. It actually is going to be very similar to the same game that Nebraska's played since Michigan, where it's going to be a tight one-score game. It's going to come down to field position and turnovers. And the thing that Iowa does that, you know, Nebraska's searching for is Iowa finds a, pl- uh, a way to win. You know, they're great in the month of November. Uh, they have an unbelievable record since 2019 in November because they find a way to win. They have that one player, that dude that steps up and, and makes a play when they need it, like Caleb Johnson the other night. That's what Nebraska just hasn't been able to find since, like, an Amir Abdullah, who was a, you know, a human eraser of your warts. Um, but it's failed position and turnovers, and they're going to need more complimentary football. That's another thing about when uh, Saturday night is – when they got up 14 nothing and handed two-touchdown lead to the defense, the defense didn't play complimentary football, mm-hmm. which they have done so much this year. They're going to have to do that really well because they're, they're basically, Nate, they're going to have to beat Iowa to beat Iowa here on Friday. Okay. Um, you say it's a tight one. Iowa-Nebraska coming up. Huskers trying to get to six. Trying to get to the sixth win. Gary Sharp on. Catch his show. 1620 The Zone, Omaha. Gary, thanks a lot. Hey, thanks, Nate. Hey, you got to check out that total. That total is dropping. It was twenty-seven and a half. Oh. I've seen it go down to twenty-six, <laughs> which would be which would be an all-time record. That's unreal. All right. Uh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Good stuff. Gary Sharp in Lincoln tonight, covering the state football championships out of Nebraska. That's interesting. They have seven classes down there. One is six-man football. One class of six-man out of Nebraska. Four eleven-man. Okay. Two eight man. They play eight man down there. That's like Montana, where I'm from. Eight man up in Montana and a six man up in Montana as well. So South Dakota and our high school football classes discussion just um, we have seven like Nebraska, but a little different layout. Gary Sharp saying the total for Iowa Nebraska. He said he thought it dropped to 26. <laughs> 20s. That would be uh, something. It's going to be low. I know that. It's going to be low. 
Into the drive at 5 on a Monday. There's two big things I want to discuss. Two big ones here. Hang on and uh, give me your feedback on the way. Did the NFL make the right decision today on this Broncos player? Okay. NFL just came down with a big decision. Did they make the right one? Let's be fair. And then the high school football discussion. For, forget the classes. Okay. Forget the classes. There is an idea that we should bring forth for how we schedule high school football games. This is a smart idea. It's a no-brainer, I think. But can we move it forward? We'll discuss on the way. You're listening to The Nate Brown Show. Make First Gold Gaming Resort your home for all events coming to Deadwood. Through our partnership with Deadwood Mountain Grand, First Gold's exclusive concert packages handle everything you need before and after the show, including prime seats, hotel room, promo play, transportation, to and from First Gold in the Grand, plus breakfast the next morning. And you'll want to make plans right now to join us for our Thanksgiving buffet coming up on Thursday, November 23rd. It's all you can eat of all your Thanksgiving favorites. Find out more at firstgold.com. Incredible offers continue on new professional-grade GMC trucks at Spearfish GMC. Up to 6000 cash back on select new Sierra 1500 models. And now available in stock, the all-new first edition Hummer EV SUV. This is an original production model with very limited availability nationwide. See Spearfish GMC Cadillac online at spearfishmotors.com. Americans didn't race across the plains to settle. They pioneered. They toiled and ground the land into the world we know today, creating opportunities, not just for themselves, but for future generations. Don't settle. Pioneer. Pioneer Bank and Trust. Local. Member FDIC. KIMM Rapid City and K294BD Rapid City, the Black Hills Sports Station, 1067 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. For nearly 100 years, Connects has been providing the know-how and materials to help their neighbors grow. Through partnerships with builders, homeowners, and contractors, Connect Home Centers have impacted our communities, making them stronger and safer through support of local organizations and neighborhood beautification projects. Improving the quality of life for others is important to us. We are Connect Home Center, your hometown lumberyard lending a helping hand in building our communities since 1928. Looking for a great place for a pregame meal that really satisfies? Or maybe you want a place to take your all-star after the game. Or you're looking for a place to enjoy a delicious meal while watching your favorite team on the big screen TV. Valley Sports Bar and Grill has all the bases covered for all those things and more. Top-notch, friendly, and attentive service. Wall-to-wall big screen TVs with all the big games. And the absolute best wings in Rapid City. Valley Sports Bar. Make it your place. 1865 Valley Drive. Rapid City. Hi, it's Colin Coward. Great to be in the Black Hills. Getting the herd weekdays 10 to 1 on 1067 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports Rapid City. All right, 
right, here we are on a Monday. Thanks for uh, being a part of the program, the Nate Brown Show Live, Fox Sports Rapid City. Hope you had a good weekend. It's always a great day in the Black Hills. We're back into the drive at 5 on 106.7 FM, 1150 AM, and stream us at foxsportsrapidcity.com. The drive at 5 every night, brought to you by Summit Automotive Group. You're home for the best pre-owned selection. There's a lot of places you're going to try and sell you pre-owned cars. The selection's great. The experience is the best. The Summit Difference, car buying built around you with Stacy and Matt and their staff. No high-pressure sales gimmicky stuff. Quality vehicles and the right financing specifically for you and your family where you're at. SummitAutoGRP.com. Start there. Look at the inventory. It's Summit. SummitAutoGRP.com on your next pre-owned vehicle search. Jason Andaris coming up from Sioux Falls. will expand on this high school football discussion I want to have. Midco Sports, Sioux Falls. Jason Andaris on tap. FCS playoffs are laid out. South Dakota State number one seed. USD number three seeds. They're on opposite sides of the bracket. Okay, if you didn't see that, it was released over the weekend. Sam Herter is going to join us. Talk FCS playoffs. Heroesports.com, FCS analyst. So, busy. Drive at five tonight. Um, let's get to this question. So, if you watched the game last night, a lot of you did, Broncos fans, Vikings fans. Kareem Jackson for the Broncos, the safety. Hard-hitting safety. It's been suspended. Just came back. Okay? So, Kareem Jackson got a four-game suspension earlier for his hit in the Green Bay game, which I thought was bogus. Meaning, the suspension. It was a bang-bang play on a tight end. Bang-bang play. Okay? So, I'm not going to go through every little thing. You can find the, the videos. So, he got hit for games back then, he appealed and it got dropped down to two. So Kareem Jackson for the Denver Broncos, which just suspended two games, he comes back last night and a minute into the game, it's like a minute and a half into the game on the Vikings' first drive, he flies in there and drills Josh Dobbs. No penalty, fumble on the play. By the way, he didn't really cause the fumble. The ball was getting stripped out from behind. So people are like, oh, Dobbs got drilled and he fumbled. It's getting stripped out from behind. Kareem Jackson did hit Dobbs, Josh Dobbs, the Vikings quarterback. The NFL has decided today to suspend Kareem Jackson again for four games. So so they tried the four games earlier. He appealed. They went to two. That's significant. This is significant for a play that wasn't even called a penalty. So, So here's the thing. You can slow everything down. Slow it all down. These guys are going 120 miles an hour. They're missiles. There's guys getting tackled, guys moving. Kareem Jackson's trying to come in there and make a football play. He is a hard-hitting safety. The Vikings fans, I think, are going to tell me it was a cheap shot. He's dirty. The whole thing, look at his history. He has a history. I will recognize the history. The reputation for Kareem Jackson's there. My argument is, we're popping guys. He didn't even hit him helmet to helmet. He led with his helmet and hit him in the shoulder. That was the quarterback. The quarterback wasn't sliding or anything, uh, mind you. The quarterback was not sliding. 
I mean, you had Madison getting tackled last night, trying to break out of a tackle, and he got drilled, the running back, and he was whining to the refs. So what we're, what we're leaning into in the NFL is, is the offensive players hardly want to get tackled or hit at all anymore. It's not just the quarterbacks. I'm seeing, um, yeah, a lot of quarterbacks do it, whine and complain. They, they get hit. They're trying to break tackles, and then they get hit, and then they say, well, that's a penalty. <laughs> These guys are hitting me. I know, because you're trying to break a tackle and get more yards. Kareem Jackson's job is not to worry about Josh Dobbs. He comes flying in trying to make a football play, and we're now going four game suspensions for plays that weren't even penalized in the game? That's another hitter to me. Officials are watching it. They don't even penalize him in the game, and then we slow it down, we look at it, we look at it. Oh, yeah, we're going to pop him four games. We're going to pop him. Okay? He has a reputation. I watched the play over and over. He did fly in with the helmet. Hits him high in the shoulder. Dobbs' helmet comes down. They hit. I can't go four games on some plays that aren't even penalized in the game. Thanks for calling your live today, and you go ahead. Yeah, Nate, I do believe that after uh, the play was over, the announcers asked their on-air official uh, if that should have been a penalty. Yes, and I heard that. Of how he threw, yep, and, he, and he said, yes, it should have been an unsportsmanlike penalty, 15 yards, and the Vikings should have kept the ball. I did hear that. Uh, I, would, I did hear that. Yep. And <clears throat> I, I would, I don't, I'm not going to say argue, but I would say the point of where the penalty comes in is, and you just, I just heard you mention this as, as I was coming on, that he did drop his head and he led with the crown of the helmet, whether he hit him in the shoulder or, and he ended up, did, ended up hitting him in the helmet as well. But, Yes, to me, yes. this, is a, this is a situation of the NFL suspended him four games early in the year and reduced it to two, gave him another chance, and he comes back after his suspension. And, and I don't know what the play looked like that he got suspended on earlier. The in Packers won. It wasn't great. It wasn't. Yeah. It, I thought that was questionable. I did. So, But my point is that if it's a repeat uh, action of dropping the head and leading with the crown of the helmet. This is this is what has been trying. These types of actions have been uh, they've been trying to take those types of uh, things out of the game yeah. for years now. Um, no, for I their got safety. It. Yeah, I got it. So I mean, I get it. I, I get it. It's repeat. It's reputation. It, it, it's this. I I have a tough time with four games um, for trying to make a football play. I have a hard but time they, with it. Well, I, I would, I would, argue, I would argue with you that that's not a football play. If you're dropping your head and leading with the crown of the helmet, that's not a football play. And a lot of people may disagree with with that statement, but that is the that is the action that is being trying as being tried to eliminate out of the game. And when if if that was a part of his first suspension and they reduced it to two, and he came back and he repeated the action. Then he didn't learn anything, and he hasn't tried to change his behavior. So then, therefore, you know, uh, 
the four games. Yeah. But I'll well, have I got to you. listen to the rest of your show. Thank All right. You. I appreciate it. Um, thanks for getting in. No, I, I understand that. I understand that. Okay. I can't champion Kareem Jackson that he does no wrong. <laughs> so it's, it's not that he does no wrong. And I think I'm probably, if you've listened to the program the last two weeks, the NFL has now fined players the most of any season for non-penalized plays in games. So, so nobody's hearing about this, and you can go through it. They, they, they release it every week, a week late. They release the prior week, so now it would be week 10. We just got done with week 11. They release week 10 fines for players. And so it's, it's kind of getting me to the edge of they're fining fullbacks for making blocks. They're fining all sorts of offensive players for doing things that, to me, are football plays. And so I'm probably a little, a little jaded off of that. I'm a little jaded off the, the past couple of weeks as I've looked into these numbers and I've seen the NFL fighting all these guys. Nobody's um, you know, saying their penalties in the game, but they're fighting these guys anyway, and I think the NFL is taking that too far, in my opinion. And so then I look at a Kareem Jackson play, led with the helmet. I will say that. It wasn't helmet to helmet. It wasn't on a sliding quarterback. It was a running quarterback. So can you guys tell me this? Can Josh Dobbs, can Alexander Madison, can they lead with their helmet? Can the offensive player lead with their helmet? You better believe they can. And they'll rip your head off. Those offensive players, they lead with their helmet over and over and over. And so Kareem Jackson is supposed to come in and play grabby pants because he's supposed to just be nice. And the offensive running backs will run you over with their crown of their helmet. And if you can tell me the last time somebody's been penalized for a personal foul from an offensive player, let me know. Because it doesn't happen. And those offensive players just light you up. And you're supposed to just take it, I guess. So we got to be careful with targeting defensive players only. Because the running backs drill you including my own running back for the Broncos, Javante Williams. Watch how he runs. Javante Williams puts his head down, and he's going to run you over. And he never has been penalized. I've watched him every game, not once. So we've got to be careful. Defensive players at a big disadvantage. NFL is targeting players that are, that are playing football kind of the way it used to be played. I understand the goal is to get this stuff out of there, but they don't do it on the offensive side. Tight ends can just put their heads down and stick it right in your chest. All right. Uh, let's get to a high school football discussion. I think it's really important. Jason Andera from Sioux Falls is going to join us, Midco Sports. I think this idea, honestly, in high school football scheduling, how should we look at scheduling games? Right now, the state controls it all. Should we look at a different model to help our schools? Let's discuss on the way. This is South Dakota's Sports Talk Show, The Nate Brown Show, on FoxSportsRapidCity.com and live on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. 
This Thanksgiving, start a new family tradition with The Rush. On November 22nd, enjoy a weekday power play. Tickets start at $20, and the game features a selection of 350 domestic beers and seltzers, presented by Stillhouse. Then, on November 24th, grab a family four-pack, the perfect combo for family fun. Game presented by Granite Automotive. And November 25th, we're closing the series with Bingo Night, presented by Cool Cryo. Fans 18 and older will get a bingo card at the door. The grand prize, a trip to Hawaii, courtesy of Robbinsdale Entertainment Center. Tickets at RapidCityRush.com. Need tires? Denny Menno Rushmore Honda will match anyone's price on tires. Plus, give you two-year road hazard coverage at no extra charge. And for a limited time, get a $100 instant discount plus any available manufacturer's rebates on sets of four tires. Our experts help you get the right tires for your vehicle, and we match any price, give you two years of road hazard coverage, and a $100 instant discount. That's how we roll. See us at Denny Menno Rushmore Honda or JustHowWeRoll.com. Tin Lizzy Gaming Resort has the number one sportsbook in Deadwood, and it's powered by BetMGM. Watch all of your favorite games in our comfortable and spacious sports lounge with wall-to-wall television arrays. Don't miss a second of the action with the brand new Listen Everywhere audio system and get sound streamed directly to your headphones. Enjoy delicious food and drinks from Patty O'Neill's Irish Pub with table service right inside the sportsbook. And don't forget you can watch UFC pay-per-view fights live every month. So come on in to South Dakota's number one sportsbook at Tin Lizzy, where it's always game on. Whether you run the race, make the catch, cast a line, pitch a tent, or just look good doing it, Shields Rapid City has your gear. From athletic clothing from your favorite team, cold weather gear to keep you warm, to the best camping selection this side of the Black Hills, and the most stylish and functional women's outerwear and footwear, Shields has the widest selection of the best brands in the business. So when you're ready to get out, get in the game, or get going, get to Shields. Shields, we're right there with you at Rushmore Crossing in Rapid City. Today on Hey Culligan, buy to save. Here's a text from Devin in Denver. Hey Culligan, I'd love a water softener, but I don't want to pay for it. Devin, I can't help you there, but a Culligan high-efficiency softener can help you save oodles on energy and detergent, so the savings can be even greater than the cost. And I'm getting a mind-blown emoji followed by... Yes, please. Devin, the savings are already on the way. Let us help you out with a free in-home water test with a local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. A wind advisory continues until 8 p.m. tonight. Lows of lava around 30 tonight under mainly clear skies. Northwest winds 20 to 25 miles per hour. Bright sunshine expected tomorrow. High temperatures reach up to 51. Lows dip down to about 35. Tomorrow night, mainly clear skies. About an inch of snow Thursday. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 42. Hi, this is David Brenman with Coldwell Banker in Rapid City. Have you thought about buying your first home or maybe upgrading to a home that you will really love? Real estate is an important investment that you want to get right. I have been in the business of finding the right home for 15 years. To get started, contact me, David Brenneman, at 415-0044. Let's open the door to your new home and say hello to a goodbye with me, David Brenneman, at 415-0044. Live from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Details Studio, sales, service, and recreation, this is Fox Sports Rapid City. Welcome back in the Nate Brown Show live, Fox Sports Rapid City. 
Listener text coming in, 720-1067. Nate, you're getting me worked up, and your Broncos won. <laughs> you're getting worked up. I, I'm worked up. No, it's okay. Sorry. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Good stuff tonight. You know why we like this? Great conversation. Great conversation. Thought-provoking sports talk from the listeners as well. It's good stuff. Thanks for the last calls, the texts. I like it. The Nate Brown Show live on a Monday, Fox Sports Rapid City. I will say the offensive players never get fined for leading with their head. They just never do. They get fined for blindside blocks, stuff like that. Never get penalized for leading with their head. They just they just run you over. No penalty. Kareem Jackson gets uh, suspended today, four games. I assume it'll go down to two again, but I don't know. It's a big, big deal for uh, the Broncos' safety today after the hit last night. Okay, Jason Andere is on tonight from Midco Sports, live from Sioux Falls, talking some high school sports. Jason, good to have you. How are you? Hey, always good to be on, Nate. I, uh, it's been too long. I am taking a little respite of high school sports, but uh, still busy. Okay, taking a little breather. Um, you were out here for the state volleyball championships. So here's the story. Here's the story. Um, Sioux Falls Christian wins their seventh state championship in a row in volleyball. I mean, that's a big story. What do you think? Rapid City Christian making the championship match as well. A a surprise story out here. They're making their move, that's for sure. Class A, it's really been, you know, just a handful of teams that have been competitive, and Sioux Falls Christian is always a half a step ahead. But I feel like that gap's getting smaller and smaller. Uh, Rapid City Christian took a set from Sioux Falls Christian. They have a very young team. I think I think RC uh, Christian, the comments are going to be a factor here coming in the next couple of years. Del Rapids is really close. Um, Dakota Valley always has a good squad. So, I mean, seven in a row is amazing. And their head coach, Darcy Wassner, will never, you know, never talk about the streak. Uh, but she just focuses year to year. But I'll tell you what, it's totally because of the way she runs that program. She has done a phenomenal job, and I think I think there is an opportunity, though, for some teams here in the next couple of years to possibly punch through. Okay, so Sioux Falls Christian winning their seventh volleyball state title in a row. They get by uh, Rapid City Christian. It was a nice run for the Comets. So here's the deal. the All three matches, AA, A, and B, all three state championships are going at the same time. Here's my question. Is that a good environment, or should we go four, six, and eight? Well, I'll tell you what. Two years ago, when I was in Rapid City, that's how they did it. They split them up. For me personally, okay, I love that. I love that. I love being able to watch every single game. Uh, but I, I'll tell you what. You talk to the coaches. The coaches love that they're screaming and yelling, going all over the gym at the same time in a great venue like that. Every coach I talked to liked the way that they did it this year. Uh, but I'll tell you what, it's, I, I just feel like you don't give enough, I don't know, enough attention to each game when they're all going on at the same time like that, personally. But, hey, 
What do I know? Okay, so that's your uh, that's your read. It's interesting. They do all state volleyball championships now, all the matches at the same time, and people are kind of debating, should should you do that? It's ex- it, it was exciting at the Monument. Summit Arena, it was rocking, but you can only watch one, you know, essentially. So so pretty hectic, but interesting, double-A, yeah. A, and B. State volleyball in the books. Jason Anderon tonight from Midco Sports. Let's go to state football. So, so the state football championships in the books last weekend, and now the discussion for me is turned towards this new classification cycle. So you got a two-year thing here. You're going to get the classifications done, and, and we're going to look at how we want to do things. There's a football advisory committee meeting coming up the Monday after Thanksgiving. They're going to discuss some different things. Here's one thing I want to ask you. We used to have regional play in high school football. We used to have regular seasons that were pretty regional-based. They went to, let's just have the big class play the big class and and on down the line. Now it's more class-focused. Should we go to regional-based scheduling? Does it make sense for Rapid City, Stevens, and Central to go back to Sioux Falls four times a year? These are the questions I have. Well, that's obviously the aberration. That's that's the tough one to talk about is Rapid City Central and Stevens having to go across the state. It's hard to build a program when, you know, year after year, you got to tell the kids, hey, we got we got four trips across the state, and, you know, we haven't been competitive in the last few years. It's, it's tough. That's certainly tough. Um, I think for the other classes, though, it's pretty much – They'll take into consideration, you know, teams in your conference and teams that around your area that you want to play. And for the most part, I think they're able to accommodate most teams. You know, Belle Fouche, for instance, plays, you know, Sturgis outside their class. And they'll play, you know, they'll get a tough game against Del Rapids or something. So it's called Christian, but they, they have a lot of games in their area, too. So it's, uh, it, that's the wild card is those two Rapid City teams that don't have anybody else to play. I don't know. What do you suggest? Well, I mean, I'm kind of curious what you're thinking. I look at it this way. It is more of a bigger school issue, and not just Central Stevens. I'll even throw Douglas in there. I'll even throw Sturgis and Spearfish in there. Spearfish having to go all the way to Yankton, and then maybe all the way to Aberdeen Central. I mean, you look at kind of how their class is laid out. So I look at it and I say, why doesn't Central and Stevens play Spearfish, Douglas, and Sturgis every year? And then can they ask, hey, maybe we want to play Pierre. That's a little bit closer and a heck of a program. Maybe Stevens wants to play Pierre and put them on the schedule. More regional-based. And so my argument would be, why can't we give some local flexibility with the schools? Yeah, and and you're talking about the two biggest classes, which has always been the problem with South Dakota in all this discussion about all the different classes, is that the way our state is shaped, you know, we've got just a few big communities, and they're just kind of spread out, you know, some on the east, some on the west. And I really like, I really like the AAA schedule right now where everybody plays everybody once. I you mean, do. You that do. Is about, is, yeah, that is about as fair as you can possibly make it, right? Everybody plays everybody, and you kind of go just by the records. Um, AA, you know, just because of the size of the, the class, I like the way that they have to do it, too, where everybody essentially plays all but one game in their class, and then, uh, you know, flexes that other game out to even out the AAA schedule. So I'll tell you, I, I just don't have a great 
way to solve that problem. And that's the problem with all this classification problems is every time you solve one, you know, you make an issue somewhere else for somebody else. And um, it's really tough, though, because I see I see your point, especially with those teams in the Black Hills area. Okay, uh, Jason and on tonight talking high school football. I think it's an idea that should be explored more. We used to have regions, then we went away from it. There's nine-man programs, for example, Jason. I've heard from coaches. They said, we have a team 20 miles down the road. We didn't play them. We, we went 200 miles and played somebody else. That just doesn't make sense to me. And I know schedules are hard to put together. The state does it. They try and balance it out. But I think we we got to look just from a budget standpoint, school standpoint, competitive balance for us. Instead of having to move teams up or down, sure be nice if Douglas would be able to play some schools around here instead of having to go to T, to Yankton, someplace like that. Yeah, if you can, if you can make everybody happy on that, I, I'm with you. I think, I think it would help those schools and have some more competition that they can play on a nightly basis and feel like they're, you know, they're in a game and they don't have to travel. Um, it's just, like you said, making schedules always – Sounds good on the outside, but when you get down to brass tacks, it is it is extremely tough to make everybody happy. Let me ask you on one more. So the football advisory committee meeting Monday after Thanksgiving, so a week from today, they are going to discuss this topic, promotion and relegation. A similar system is in North Dakota. You win so much, it's, it's a formula. You could move up a class. You don't have any success like the Douglases in Central. You maybe could move down. On these cycles, where do you think this is going to go? I've heard more support for just having teams go down instead of making teams go up. Well, that's that's where I've been, and every time we've talked about it, that that's the you've kind of you kind of won me over a little bit. I have to say, Nate, on this going down and being able to restore a program, we saw kind of what Aberdeen was able to do when they moved down, Watertown. You know, is big enough to be able to play with some of the bigger schools, but you know they are able to play against teams their own size, and it seems to work uh, to kind of get numbers up. And what's the real goal here is, is to get numbers up, is to make athletes, student athletes, have a great experience playing uh, activities. So I think that's exactly where I'm at. I'm totally fine if a team wants to move down, and and they can still compete for a championship, but. There's got to be some type of a uh, some type of a system to not, not allow everybody to do that. But when you make a team like Winner or Peer, who's been dominant for years, make them move up, I, I just I just feel really bad for those teams that you know have to you know almost I guess be punished just for being uh, good on the year year in year out basis. And who knows? You have a change of a coach or you have some other change in the community and. And uh, that doesn't work either. So, like I said, tough situation because I can see a lot of different angles on this. I'm more for the relegation and less for the promotion. Okay. Um, I get that. We'll see where it is. It's going to be on the uh, agenda. Football Advisory Committee for the Activities Association meeting one week from today to discuss should we do something different, have teams go down if they've lacked success or, or up if they've won seven straight titles like like Pier, for example. That'll be one week from today. I also think if you if you don't go down that road, can can we look at 
better competitive balance, better school budgets, a better experience, not as much travel for the student athletes with better scheduling. Um, Jason and, and I Eric. Think that, that is a possibility. That is a possibility um, making that happen. I just I haven't fleshed that plan out. But you'd think that the state could maybe make you know six out of the eight games or something. You know, go under their jurisdiction and then leave two open or something yeah, like that. You maybe, know, something maybe would work. Right, right. All right, Jason. Good to have you, man. Thanks for hopping on. We'll we'll catch you up soon as basketball gets going. Sounds good. I appreciate it. Uh, Jason Andera on tonight from Sioux Falls, Midco Sports, high school sports analyst. He's on Twitter, X, at Andera Midco. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, I think that's serious. We have to look at something better. If you're not going to move teams around in classes because everybody gets fuzzed up, I mean, people over East River, I've never seen them this fuzzed up. I say, well, Douglas, you know, is really having a tough time. It's a really unique school. They should deserve an opportunity to build and, and play a better schedule to play better opponents and give them a chance. People just, oh, you just got to get better. You just got to get better. And, and they just yell into the clouds. And I, they don't get it. And so if you're going to get fussed, I don't know why you'd worry about Douglas. I don't know why that would be the case. <laughs> but here's what you can do then. Can we have better scheduling for the local ADs and the schools? So Rapid City, Stevens, and Central don't have to bust their budget to make four silly trips back East River to play games. And Jay said, well, everybody plays in 11 AAA. They play each other. That, that's pretty fair. In AA, they play each other. That's pretty fair. It's fair if you're back there and you don't have to travel four times every year. That's my argument. It's not, it's not fair. What's fair? Does Sioux Falls want to come out here four times? No, they just get to hop out here once, if that. Right? I mean, sometimes they're playing all back there. It's amazing. So they get a rotation year. Ah, we got to go out to Rapid City next year. Oh, and then the next year we don't at all, <laughs> potentially. It's like crazy. So that's, that's not fair. Um, it's all what is fair. Better scheduling for the schools. Why do we not see Rapid City Central and Stevens play Spearfish, Sturgis, and Douglas every year? Every year. That should be a gimme. A regional-based approach. And then you can fill in your schedules. Do I not want them to play Sioux Falls at all? No, that's not realistic. You're going to have to put a couple of Sioux Falls schools on your schedule. But why can't we fill in games that make sense around here that have great interest would save the schools a lot of money and would better the experience for the student-athletes overall and, and the students who have to miss school and, and everything else and get back at 3 a.m. I mean, it, it doesn't make sense to me how we just have the state just schedule the games and it is what it is. And there's numerous stories across the state, nine-man teams. There's a team right 30 miles away, and they're not on their schedule. <laughs> they're not even on their schedule. Uh, Lister text coming in. Custer doesn't even play Hot Springs for Pete's sake. Oh, there, yeah, there you go. That's an example right there. So we got to do something better with the scheduling, and that would be a small win for our programs. It would be a small win. You'd have some good competitive regular season games, some games that teams could win, build, and then you'd – don't have to tick off anybody East Rivers. 
Oh, you got to move down. Oh, wow, and we won a couple more games. You feel happy? It's just not a big ordeal, and everybody that wins back there makes it seem like this is going to upend the apple cart. And it's really not. Sam Herter is coming up next on the Nate Brown Show. We'll talk college football and the FCS playoffs. What's the layout in the FCS bracket? South Dakota State's the number one seed in the country. How about the Coyotes, the Montana Grizzlies? How's the bracket layout? Sam Herter from Hero Sports, FCS national writer on the way. You're listening to the Nate Brown Show. Follow us and watch the show live on Twitter at Nate Brown Show. As the chief buffet officer here at Pizza Ranch, I get all kinds of buffet questions. Here's one from Cole. Is there a real cactus in your cactus bread? Great question, Cole. No, (laughs) there is no cactus in our cactus bread. Just sweet cinnamony streusel. It's on our buffet every day, along with pizza, chicken, ice cream, and all your other favorites. Even better, at least for your parents, kids eat free on Tuesday nights. And don't worry, Cole, there's no coal in our coleslaw either. Pizza Ranch with two Rapid City locations and PizzaRanch.com. I'm with Brian from Anytime Auto Sales Service and Detail, and I know you have some great specials right now. Get an Arctic Start Remote Start System, which we feel are the best in the business, from just $299. From the Ultra Simple with a range of 1,000 feet, to LCD remotes that have a range of one mile, to our drone mobile unit, where your smartphone will start your car from anywhere on the planet. Technology, it's amazing, isn't it? That it is. And right now, also save up to $40 on a set of Toyo Celsius 2 tires, what I think are simply the best tire for our area a 60,000 mile rated year-round winter tire. It's absolutely amazing. So you get a winter performance tire, but you can leave them on all year long? You got it. Stop in or call and we'll go over all the remote start and Toyo tire options available and we'll do it with the best prices in the area. Anytime auto sales service and detail. The number one place to trust for everything automotive. AnytimeAnytime.com or at the corner of Highway 79 and East Minnesota. Anytime auto sales. Building projects can be complex. The risks are great and time is money. Consolidated Construction of Rapid City simplifies the process by being your advocate, guiding you through funding, design, and construction. They manage the players and the schedule and marry the design to your budget so you get the most for your investment. They promise an energizing experience before, during, and after construction. It's not enough that you get a quality building. They pledge you'll experience quality every step of the way. Consolidated Construction. One call to build. How many of you are making 5% APY on your free checking account? Yes, your checking account. Head on over to Highmark Credit Union and we'll make it happen. That's 5% on your checking account up to $10,000. Qualifications apply, but it's worth it. Whether you're looking for a high rate of return, cash back, or just basic checking, we'll make it happen. You can even get refunds on ATM withdrawal fees nationwide or a cool debit card featuring the Stevens Raiders or Central Cobblers. Learn more at HighmarkFCU.com or stop by at any of our branches and earn big. Collins Siding has been the region's premier window siding door and gutter installation specialist since 1974. They use only the highest quality materials and never compromise on their workmanship. Collins Siding is licensed, bonded, and their estimates always include labor, materials, and applicable permits and taxes. Collins Siding has been providing top quality service and exceeding high standards for over 45 years, and you can find out how by visiting them at 2016 Cherry Avenue. Collins Siding, 2016 Cherry Avenue, Rapid City. 
Hey, this is Rob Parker from The Odd Couple. Don't miss our show weeknights from 6 to 8 p.m. right here on Fox Sports Rapid City. And now we'll send you back to Rapid City Sports Talk Show, The Nate Brown Show. The Nate Brown Show on Fox Sports Rapid City, South Dakota Sports Talk Show built by Consolidated Construction of Rapid City. They want you to know they'll be your advocate every step of the way. Building projects are complex. They get it. So they'll manage the players and the schedule, marry the design to your budget so you actually get the most for your investment. Not just like, well, we'll go over budget. Now do you like it? No, they promise a quality experience every step of the way. It's not enough just to get a quality building for you. Quality every step with consolidated construction. Start your next build. Learn more at onecalltobuild.com. FCS football playoffs getting ready to roll the brackets out. South Dakota State, number one. Not a surprise. Jackrabbits just waiting for that. And so unbeaten, untouched, South Dakota State, the number one seed. And then on down the line, now you're going, okay, how does this FCS uh, playoff bracket play out. For that, Sam Herter's in. HeroSports.com, BetMGM, FCS analyst. Sam, good to get you on. How are you? I'm doing good. I appreciate you having me on. Well, thanks for hopping on. So, I said it, no surprises, South Dakota State number one seed. When I look at how the bracket plays out, people are saying right away today, boy, this bracket is really favorable to South Dakota State. Do you agree with that or not? Yeah, I, I definitely agree uh, with that. I think the Jacks got the uh, the easier side of the bracket to advance to uh, the national championship game, and you know that's you would usually expect that for a number one seed. Um, you know, uh, having a tournament and usually the number one seed should get the easiest draw. But with the FCS playoffs, it is a twenty fourteen bracket. But as we know, it is regionalized, and so sometimes the number one seed has a pretty tough draw and. I mean, South Dakota State easily could have gotten NDSU in the second round and then Montana State number eight seed, and all of a sudden their their road to Frisco gets a whole lot more difficult. But uh, just with how the bracket played out, uh, I think the Jacks have to uh, have to like their draw to, to get back to Frisco. Okay. Um, what did you think of South Dakota's spot? The Yotes, nine and two, they get the three seed. Is that the right spot for them in the season they've had? I think it is, uh, yeah, especially with Furman losing. Um, that obviously dropped Furman back in the seeds. And uh, I think, honestly, pretty consensus as far as the, the bracket predictions uh, coming out Saturday night. Uh, a lot of people obviously had South Dakota State number one. Uh, everyone I saw had Montana number two. And then everyone uh, I also saw um, had South Dakota uh, number three. And so I think that was pretty expected. Uh, for USD to, to get that number three seed. And, you know, they had a, a really good resume. Only one FCS loss to South Dakota State. Uh, four ranked wins. Three of those wins were against teams ranked in the top ten at the time. So uh, USD had, had a really good resume, and, and they got awarded for that with the number three seed. Okay, so they get a seed. They're going to get the bye in the first round here. USD 9-2, and two, three seed. South Dakota State number one seed, 11-0. and 0. Here's a tough question, Sam. I'm seeing Montana roll Montana State Saturday in the Brawl of the Wild. So the Grizz get the number two seed overall. They're back up towards the top. Who's better, Montana or South Dakota? South Dakota's league is tough. Montana looks like they've turned the corner. I I didn't expect it from them when I saw them earlier. What do you think of Montana-USD on that side of the bracket? 
Yeah, I think Montana is the hottest team in the FCS right now, not named uh, South Dakota State. You know, they, they seem to, like you said, I mean, in September they were not playing good, but October they started to get things rolling, and then the last few weeks of the regular season, uh, it seems like Montana just, you know, their, their, their best game is their latest game. And, you know, they play again, that was their best game. They play again, that was their best game. But then this last weekend was no doubt the best game that Montana played, uh, really taking it to uh, Montana State. And so uh, I do think the Grizz are worthy of that number two seed. Um, you know, in, in home field advantage, you know, as we know, Washington Grizzly Stadium is probably the, the top environment in the FCS uh, right now. And so, you know, that uh, if things go chalk and USD does have to go to Montana uh, in the semifinals, that is going to be a, a tough task to knock off the Grizz on their home, in their home stadium. Okay, uh, Sam Herter's on, FCS analyst, HeroSports.com, BetMGM, laying out the FCS playoff bracket. North Dakota State's had... An odd year. They're going to play Drake, and then it could be a matchup for the Bison in Montana State. How about that in the second round? Yeah, that's definitely the the juiciest uh, matchup in the second round. And um, you know, obviously, NDSU has to beat Drake first, but you know that's going to be uh, probably the most decisive game in the first round. Uh, Drake is a non scholarship team out of the Pioneer Football League, uh, and the Bison should win that uh, pretty handily. And so, um, I know the. Uh, the players and the coaches are going to do their best to try to, I guess, uh, avoid looking ahead and handle business versus Drake. But, yeah, it'll be Bison going to Montana State and what should be uh, easily the, the, the most intriguing matchup in the second round there. Okay, on the side with the Jack, Sam, Idaho has a program and a quarterback that, that, can, that can make some plays. Idaho's the four seed. Are they dangerous up there? I think they are. Uh, yeah, I mean, they'll have home field advantage uh, through the quarterfinals. Um, and then, you know, of course, if things go chalk, uh, the Vandals will be going to uh, South Dakota State, you know, in, in the semifinals. And uh, that would be interesting. You know, Coach Eck uh, coming back to Brookings to face his former team, that would certainly be fascinating. Um, you know, Idaho is uh, – a lot of people talk, and rightfully so, about their passing attack. You know, Giovanni McCoy is a really good quarterback. Uh, Hayden Hatton, their wide receiver, is an NFL draft prospect. They got a couple of other dudes on the outside as well. Um, but they're not necessarily a pass-first team. Uh, they really like to establish their run. Uh, they, they like to control the tempo of the game, uh, control time of possession, and they have a really, really good running back um, in Anthony Woods. Uh, but they do play indoors. Um, and so, you know, again, looking ahead to that potential semifinal game if it happens, you know, Idaho, how do they handle the elements going to South Dakota State? Uh, that would be pretty interesting. But with them being uh, at home uh, in the second round, potentially the quarterfinals uh, as well, um, you really have to like Idaho. And I think they'll have a pretty good crowd on hand too for their home games. And so they got a, a pretty good draw as far as leading up to the semifinals. FCS football bla- uh, brackets out. His coverage is at HeroSports.com. BetMGM FCS analyst Sam Herter on tonight. Have you filled out all the way to Frisco? I expect you'll take South Dakota State to the championship. They've been untouchable. What are we looking at in a national title game? Yeah, I have. Um, I haven't done like a full-on bracketology, but I have okay. come out with my uh, semifinal and title game predictions. Uh, I do think uh, the top will be uh, depending on what bracket you're looking at, but but the top of the bracket, South Dakota State uh, hosting Idaho uh, in the in the semifinals. I think it goes uh, chalk there. Uh, I do think the Grizz are going to make it to the semifinals as well. You know who who Montana faces in the semifinals. I, it could be Montana State, uh, which we, uh, you know, uh, an epic scene right there. It could certainly be North Dakota State. 
Uh, it certainly could be South Dakota. Uh, I think Montana State is going to turn things on in the playoffs, and I do have Montana State playing Montana mm. uh, in the semifinals, which would be, uh, you know, it's never happened wow. before in the FCS wow. playoffs, those those two bitter rivals uh, going at it, especially in the semifinals. I mean, that, that'd be a game that it would be hard to, to turn down, you know, trying to trying to get to that one. No, uh, I'm but I, it, Yeah, and then as far as Frisco, you know, South Dakota State, I have them playing Montana, which would – Again, be an epic atmosphere, uh, and I do have South Coast State winning it all. It's just, um, you know, we all know who the Jacks have, you know, on their roster, just a super, super talented roster, uh, talented, physical, uh, depth-wise, defense, quarterback. They they got all the tools and uh, the perfect ingredients to win another national title. So I'm, I'm sticking with South Coast State to win it all again this year. Okay, uh, Jacks trying to go back-to-back. And their new head coach, Jimmy Rogers, taking over for John Stigelmeyer. The playoffs getting set. Sam Herter with the coverage. HeroSports.com, BetMGM, FCS, National Writer. Sam, thanks a lot, man. I appreciate it. We'll be in touch. Okay, sounds good. Thank you. Thanks a lot for coming on. Sam Herter on Twitter, X, at Sam Herter FCS. I think one of the best FCS guys in the country. I mean, if you don't follow him or haven't seen him, HeroSports.com. And he's on Twitter at Sam Herter FCS. So if you want to get plugged in across the FCS landscape, Sam's good stuff. He goes South Dakota State against the Grizz in the national championship. And he's got Montana State, Montana in the semifinal on one side. Being from Montana, I've seen that rivalry for years and years and years. Never's happened that far into the playoffs. That would be something up there. I mean, the regular season rivalry is off the charts. It just captivates the state. Playoff matchup with them? Look out. All right, we'll see how it plays out. North Dakota State, if they win, they'll be playing Montana State in a second-round game. That, that would be one to watch. How about USD? They're going to get a home game. They'll be facing the winner of North Dakota and Sacramento State. Interesting matchup coming up for the Coyotes, the winner of that one. Who's hot and who's not on the Nate Brown Show wrapping up on a Monday with a local girls basketball program with a pretty big headline on the way. This is the Nate Brown Show. Menards 11% sale ends on Thanksgiving Day. Don't miss out. Lions is the perfect choice to give your bathroom a fresh new look. We carry a great selection of Lions tubs and showers that will match your style and your budget. Right now, get 11% off all Lions showers and tubs at Menards. Stores close Thanksgiving, but 11% off remains in effect on Menards.com. Savings are mail-in rebates. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at Menards. Do you find yourself in a difficult legal situation? Whether it's a DUI, criminal charges, or an injury case, you need the right lawyer on your side. That's where Wrench Law comes in. With over 30 years of experience, Tim Wrench is a trial lawyer who knows the ins and outs of the legal system. Tim specializes in helping people in a jury trial get the best possible outcome for the case. Don't let legal troubles get in the way of your life. Contact Wrench Law today and get the help you need to move forward. Wrench Law, who you need when you're caught in a bind. Call 605-341-11. The doctors and staff at Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center have provided expert bone, joint, and muscle care to patients in the Black Hills area since 1976. Whether you're an elite athlete, a weekend warrior, or just want to continue your active lifestyle, the orthopedic experts at Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center will help you stay in the game. Don't let an injury keep you from doing the things you love. Trust the team at Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center, specializing in what moves you. Learn more at bhosc.com. 
Live from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Details Studio, Sales, Service, and Recreation, this is Fox Sports Rapid City. Fun show on a Monday. Hope you had a great weekend. Glad to be back this week. Only two shows. That's it. Two shows. We're going to make it count. Today, tomorrow, traveling for Thanksgiving Wednesday, and then uh, just eating turkey and watching football, I think. I'm going to Wyoming. Great state. Great state. But, I, you know, I kind of wanted to go to Phoenix, and that didn't work out. Anyway, long story. <laughs> so we'll enjoy it. Two shows, all right? Who's hot and who's not? Tonight on a Monday, brought to you by the Pizza Ranch. Tomorrow's kids' night. One child, 12 and under, eats free for every regular priced adult. Tuesdays, the Pizza Ranch Buffet. You don't want to cook Tuesday. You're going to be cooking like Thursday and stuff. So go to the Pizza Ranch Buffet, kids' night. Tomorrow night, all the kids are off here in the Rapid City School District. So hit the Pizza Ranch tomorrow for kids' night. Who's hot? I'm going to go with this headline out of Rapid City Stevens Girls Basketball. I mean, this is the type of stuff that local sports fans have to know. In my who's hot, I'm going to go with Stevens Girls Basketball. Right now, currently, that program has produced three current Division I starters and four other college players on rosters right now. Three Division I starters out of Rapid City Stevens Girls Basketball and four other college players right now on rosters. Seven college players out of the Rapid City Stevens girls basketball program as of late. They've had a lot of success going to back-to-back state titles and, and the whole thing. It's good stuff for the Raiders as basketball season gets underway. In our Pizza Ranch, who's not category tonight? So Nathaniel Hackett, our great Broncos head coach. I'm sorry, Nathaniel. I'm sorry, but... Here's the number. The Jets are a mess. They just benched Zach Wilson. They can't score. They got blasted by the Bills. In Nathaniel Hackett's last 18 games, going back to the Broncos, in Nathaniel Hackett's last 18 games, his offenses have generated one or zero touchdowns 15 times. 15 out of the last 18 games, one or zero touchdowns for Nathaniel Hackett's offense. Maybe it wasn't Russell Wilson after all. Anyway, thanks for listening. Have a good night. Chiefs-Eagles, good one tonight. And we're back tomorrow on the Nate Brown Show at 4. The podcast going up right now. See ya.